Hey everyone. <clears throat> Today on the podcast we have uh, Mo Silla. Welcome, Mo. Thank you for having me. What's up, everyone? Yeah, <laughs> glad glad that we finally got to do this. Although it's going to be shorter, but let's jump right into it. So um, I told you that this podcast, the main reason that I'm doing this is to you know improve social skills, verbal skills, uh, communication skills. Um, speech skills, all these things. And you were saying that you were taking a class on, um, was it public speech? But it's like, it's a part of my business courses. So okay. it's like a requirement. It's one of the core classes. And just like one of the, the stuff that was on the syllabus that we we're going to go through throughout the whole course was just like learning better speech for interviews, better speeches while talking to customers, anything where you can get as much information as possible without being like, or I wouldn't say most information as well, but just being like the most professional mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. it. So, And this is not the class itself that's teaching all about it, but it's more an element of this class. Yeah, exactly. So like, what, he'll, he'll give us prompts and stuff. He'll, we'll even have like um, some sentences, kind of like, I wouldn't say just like English, <laughs> like classic English classes where you try and make the, the sentence as short as possible, mm-hmm. but it's more like make the sentence more, the most efficient possible yeah so stuff like that yeah that, that's can, a go ahead and you can like put that into conversations with people so yeah that's a that's a good skill to have when you can it's like one-liners almost you know you have these like little bits that you can put together and um they resonate with people then if if what i have a problem with is like talking too much and uh-huh. like with with trying to um, over explain things and trying to tap on too many of the subjects. Um, so it's like that, that class seems good, but is, so is that class, um, when you're learning that stuff, is that just going to be uh, like a section of it in a sense? Yeah, it's just a section of it. It's test. It's like, just, I wouldn't say tipping in, but like more, more likely just like what you're going to do for your career, helping you. So yeah. like it, they help us build our resume and stuff. They help us. Um, like we have multiple drafts that we have to submit. Um, he helps us not only with um, editing too, but like how you type out your emails, especially when it's someone important you're reaching out to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just good stuff to have, you know. Yeah, kind of basic understanding of how to interact with people who you want to leave a good impression with. Yeah, on the work world and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So have you gotten into this class, uh, get into this section of the class yet, or are you still early on, or I guess, yeah, early on in yeah, we just got our midterm. Like it's about midterm season right now, but like, yeah, the first week <laughs> we were already on that. We already had some uh, assignments due. We we're, mm. we're correcting ourselves and stuff. True, true. So, um, so you're not really uh, full or not versed in this class in that element of that class yet. No, no, not yet. Yeah, because um, we have a presentation we have to do too. Oh, okay, true. On the on that subject or on a separate? Just like he's been throwing us some mini presentations. So like last week I had a presentation where I had to I had to find a house that was best available for a client who works 20 minutes or who works 20 minutes away from their job right now but wants to move in closer. So her it's closer to her, her wife's work, his wife's work and his work. And then they want the best schools possible too. Wow. It was just kind of cool because like, Instead of us putting like some fake neighborhood, it was a neighborhood right by here. So okay, and you had to search at the school, and it's like you know that's something you could do in the future too. When you you're living with your wife, you have kids, you want them to go to the best school possible. 
Yeah. Well, it's a realistic situation that you're put in and you're, yeah, you're so selling this house. Pitch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool, that's a cool practice right there. I think that's something like college classes do a good job of that. I think um, high school classes. Well, maybe I think majority do. of them should do more stuff like that. Totally. My Yeah. My class haven't really been like that. It's more like just algebra and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Quantitative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those math class, statistics and stuff. True. True. Um, so how's uh, life and school overall this year, you know, with, um, I mean, I guess we haven't talked in a while, but we'll start with like COVID since COVID and since the start of the year. And then now you're, you're in season. How's that all been for you? Well, I mean, the transition was kind of hard. I can't lie because me coming, like, I like when I go to classes, especially it hit hard for classes too, because my, my finance classes are like actually starting to, I'm, I'm a finance major, so all my finance classes are starting to be this year, and it's hard to learn it over Zoom when the teachers are going, like, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I, they don't have it on board, but, like, I have to learn it through that. It's just, like, harder for me to learn that. But it's kind of just, like, taking a toll on my life, too, with lacrosse and everything. Like, I have to get tested three times a week. I got to be up. And at the end of the day, I have no idea what's happening in the future. Anything could be taken from me at any moment, at any given moment, with one person getting sick. Wow. So, like, for example, two weeks ago, we were supposed to play Hofstra. But the day before the game, some kid tested positive on Hofstra, one kid. And they, they had to, yeah, they had to reschedule the whole game because they just didn't want them to come to Tassel with it. Jeez. So, like, it's just, like, everything in my, my life right now is, like, just on the move. Like, I, I got to be ready for whatever. So you're just on edge, on ice, on, on thin ice almost, on, on pretty much anything that happens. I wouldn't say thin ice. It's more just like me opening up. Like I can't, can't feel sorry for myself. I just got to be ready. Yeah, you can't have like a sentimental value to your season. You can have sentimental value with your friends because at any moment one of them could get sick or have, even be. Because isn't there stuff where you know if you're in close contact or were had an encounter with someone who tested positive, then you have to get uh, quarantined as well. Yes, bro, that so, is so- awful. Yeah, so recently, um, up in in February, my roommate tested positive, and he was in quarantine. I was in quarantine longer than him just because I was a close contact from his three day. That's period, what I've heard. Really dumb. Yeah. yeah. So I came back. I came back late, and I couldn't even play in our first game just because of that. Jesus, man! And you did you get tested throughout that? I was getting tested with all negative. And they still didn't <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened to Chipperfield, Henry Chipperfield too. Shout out, exactly. but he shout out to the boy, but he, uh, he had the same shit happen where twice, like his first one of his housemates happened. Um, and he, 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 that guy who got it, uh, was only in quarantine for 10 days and he was in quarantine for 14 days. And then his roommate in the, where he was staying for quarantine tested positive again. So then he did another 14 days and this guy did 10 days and le- and actually left the day that he had tested positive, so he didn't have to quarantine on campus. And he, he, 28 straight days of, of quarantine. That's awful. I, imagine just sitting in your room, getting food given to you, taking classes. I just, I mean, I can imagine, obviously, you had 14 days. Like, that shit sucks, probably. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, And, uh, like, a lot can happen in 14 days. You have no idea, like. That's for sure. In terms of being in shape and stuff, you lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you lose, a, you lose a, a good, especially when you're in season, you're in the full flow of things. 14 days is yeah. substantial. 
It's not exactly. And I mean, especially like obviously a professional athlete, they have a lot of access to a lot of uh, equipment and, and, you know, training that they can do on their yeah. own. Exactly. You, when you're a college student, you don't. So yeah. You and it's a, it takes a lot on you. Yeah, totally. Um, but you were saying, cause I, I thought about this a couple, like with people talking about it, having, you know, online classes and they never really mentioned it, but I mean, some did, but I didn't thought about this much was you said about how um, learning has been difficult. I mean, obviously this is a simple thing that like happens when you're learning solely online, but like, yeah. I haven't really heard the consequences of this. Have you, do you feel like your, um, getting something out of the finance major right now as regards to, you know, the information intake and the experiences that you're having, you know, with interacting on this version of it? Or do you think that you're getting less, uh, substantially less even uh, from the, the classes? I really do feel like I'm getting substantially less, but I'm also just like a, a more hands-on type of person, like when it comes to learning. So like for this summer right now, I'm trying to get an internship with Northwestern Mutual. And I think like that's, something I'm 100% going to benefit from and it's going to make all my classes much easier it's just like it's going to be right there it's going to they're going to teach me the basics the run through all the history and stuff instead of me just sitting in a class and like like me doing this internship like yes they're going to pay me but it's like something for my own good too Mm -hmm. for for me doing these classes it's kind of just like I'm doing this for a grade like yeah I'm not really focused on on getting myself better like even though I do need to learn it yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, two things on that one, totally agree with you on the, um, on both of the points you made about the fact that you're getting paid, but still having a good experience and doing something with it. That isn't just the money, the monetary value, but the experiential value. And now that'll help you, you know, um, garner relationships within Northwestern mutual, but also be able to build relationships outside of there. The other thing, uh, well, I'll talk about that right now. Uh, something I, I relate to is with uh, working on the ranch, actually, is something, I mean, I'm getting paid about a $980 a month, which is great. I think it's phenomenal, especially because I'm, I'm getting, um, you know, I live on the ranch, so I don't have to pay for rent um, and I get reimbursed for groceries. So, oh, wow. yeah. So I'm basically getting paid like between, uh, you know, $1,200 and $1,400 a month because of getting reimbursed by uh, groceries, which oh. is awesome. I think that's even, that's another plus, but I mean, the whole reason I did this was to have an experience in working with my hands, working with um, a situation that isn't typical of someone who would, you know, have an upbringing, upbringing like you or me, who is going to probably go in the business world, even, even just a, an office world, you know, a, a more social world. This is a lot less interactions. This is a lot less about, um, you know, how, how good are you at making a point, but it's how concise are you <laughs> in the one part of talking, but it's more about, do you know what you're doing? Do you know how to do this thing? And, um, you know, are you good to work with? Like, are you going to listen to what I'm going to tell you? And are you going to actually do it? Or are you just going to be a bitch and not do it <laughs> and complain exactly. or something, you know? Uh-huh. But that, that was something that I, I definitely gained from. Obviously, your experience is more directly in relationship with your finance major. Um, but mine's more like the work experience. And, and obviously, this is like a, a reaction to COVID and going online classes. So I just wanted to take the year off. Um, yeah. But the other point was, fuck, what was the other point you made? It was about... Um, Being a hands-on learner. Y- yeah. 
but also um oh my god it's better for me off in the future because like that's the stuff i'm actually gonna be dealing with yeah yeah damn i'm i'm totally forgot it because i think it was it was talking about the hands-on experience how you're you're you know you're you're working and you're gonna enjoy it and then there was something with oh doing it for the grades that was the other thing taking classes for the yeah, grades yeah. getting yeah. through classes that was a huge thing for me um that has happened over the course of my experience on this ranch is that i looked back like i looked at my transcript a couple of days ago that is, that shit is fine <laughs> that is nothing i could not give it a good i would not give it great i would definitely not say bad or meh it was fine like just fine nothing more nothing less except exactly. barely acceptable i'd say and that that's something that bothered me. I was like, shit. I mean, my philosophy towards dealing with um, dealing with school was dealing with it was just, you know, you got to get good enough grades so that you can go to a good enough college. And, you know, obviously sports helped with that. Um, but also you just got to get good enough to, to even pass in some cases. I mean, some classes were incredibly difficult. And I, I, what my whole thing was um, do the least amount while still performing well and and getting enough out of it that you think is enough that, that you deem you know valuable that's stupid <laughs> that is that is yeah. i'm toying like you were saying before this like work smarter not harder that saying is toyed yeah. around is mentioned a lot but it's it's like it can go the other way work harder not smarter the idea is that it's mental smart mental hard you're 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 pushing yourself mentally to do something that efficient that physically is easier and um i think uh i think with working and definitely school academics is probably like a good mix of the two because you can commit a lot of time and probably not get a lot of out, out of it which ended up happening for me but i wouldn't actually commit to trying to learn i would just try to memorize for an exam or i would just try to write this paper last minute because and i have just enough all- sources I'm going to let it go all the way out the end as soon as you're done with it. Exactly. And like now, I mean, I, I was talking to one of my, um, you know, Alex Freed. I was talking to him about, um, you know, he was, he, he was presenting, he was reminding me of psychological theories that I knew about. You know, I understood the concepts, but he was naming them. And I was like, damn, I don't even remember the names of these things. Like I could explain it to you and then you would give me the name that and stuff like that. Even being able to, to pick back information that I had. I mean, I've, I feel like I'm, I've lost it when I've, the way I've been going about college for the last 18 years, I guess, uh, 20 years almost of my life. So I think this year off was a good, a good switch back. And I think now, I mean, I'm going to just commit to getting the most that I can about of college. Um, but to reframe it back to you, cause I, I can talk about me for a while, but I don't want to, <laughs> I'm interested in you, man. Um, what has it been like being a, I mean, especially a division one athlete and a top tier, uh, you know, in its sport school, uh, Towson, how, what's it been like with this situation? So it's been like, it's just hard. Like it's hard to practice. It's, I'll give you the rundown how my fall went. So we kind of, sure. like I said, like everything we had no, idea. like you would ask our, um, our trainers and everything and they'd have like they'd have a question they'd answer us just like um like until further notice until further notice because they had no idea like, tbd be, yeah like to be like it's just yeah. that when you hear that you're just like dang do, do my coaches are like are they even safe do they even know what 
what's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not listening to the right people right now. So it's just like, hard to build trust with them when they don't know, when they're just like so worried about this virus and they don't have anything. They, they just don't know like what, what to expect. So when I came in in the fall, like we were here for months and we didn't have practices. And it was just so weird from, from when I uh, first got here and I, I got a, we had our first practice before we even started school. Like we, we touched down in the dorms and they try to, our team, like it's a big like family, like it's like every team, you know, they always try to have yeah. the family aspect. We try to have the, the family like aspect as soon as you touch down the, the um, on campus and the seniors will welcome in, the juniors, the sophomores. And then ever since, like, as soon as that day starts, like, you guys are hanging out with each other every day. Your feet, you guys are eating the same thing, helping each other out with classes and stuff. It's just, like, having, like, another brother there. But, like, this year, I didn't even know the the freshmen, what they what their names were. I couldn't even tell you what they look like for a whole month and a half. Wow. So it was just – it was so strange. They – um the way we ended up actually practicing and, like, towards the end of September was in cohorts. And we would go in cohorts of 14 – was masked 24 seven and the only time we weren't allowed to wear i mean where we were not where we were allowed to not wear masks was when we were spaced out doing our um sprints and <laughs> and, and running full speed that was the only time but when we were doing our jump workouts we were doing our um our agility workouts we had to have our masks 24 7 so it was it was just some it's harder i, I felt like it was a, a health hazard to be honest you have a thing all up in your face and it's like waterboarding you too because you're gonna have your face is wet yeah. the water is just all over you getting all over the place. yeah that um, was something i was wondering about was like the effects of math i mean i played hockey over the winter with a mask on that shit sucked i mean i would just yeah, put it terrible. down on my chin and try to like hide it so you couldn't tell that i wasn't wearing a mask which was fine because i no one got sick from the experience so well and we were outside so it was all good um but yeah that that should i mean that that is a big problem on on your performance probably it does like it was just making me like i'd say majority of our team it, it, would, it would fuck with us because like <laughs> you, you have something in your face while you're playing so it's just it's distracting yeah it was also it was also really big too because our team a lot of the kids one of the reasons why we started a month late was just because of how many kids were testing positive so about mm. around half our team had covid wow there's a bunch of two-week periods but the school they they um suspended our team for like more two weeks so like wow. that's why it was a month and and with that like they didn't even they didn't even get the um what do you call it the the ninety days so they didn't really even know it yet but like we still get tested every like <laughs> every ninety other day. days yeah you know like when you do have COVID you're you don't you're straight for like ninety days and you can't get it again huh I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that actually. I'd heard about that. I'd heard about that, but yeah, so yeah you're, you're I didn't realize they it like that. Oh, uh, you're good for that ninety days, but like, I was um, over winter break. I was in a crowd, and the person that I was with, I was way past my ninety days, by the way. The person <laughs> that I was with ended up testing positive from that same exact place that I was at, but I tested negative. Dude, that's so, happened with so many people. It's crazy. Exactly, but that was I think. For me personally, it's 100% just because I already had it. So it's harder for me to get it because I, I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't even say asymptomatic, but just like, just because I experienced it. Yeah. So our coaches and everything, they really have no idea. Like I, I was talking to them and my parents, they're, they're really big on the vaccine because my mom works in healthcare. And 
I was talking to my coach. I was like, so if I go get the vaccine, will I still have to get the test every other day? And he told me yes. Yeah. Just because, yeah. Just, just because they can have the results for the other teams. I was like, that doesn't really make sense. It's, how am I gonna it's go, so how, weird. I, yeah, I heard I so much shit like that. Vaccine? Yeah. Okay, go on my way and get a vaccine for me not even to – to even have the benefit of it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd heard, I'd heard stuff like after your second dose, you still wear a mask, you still social distance, you still have to follow all these protocols that those rules, and you got to like get tested rules, and stuff. Exactly. Those rules were placed. So we don't have to do that. Like that's the reason why. <laughs> exactly. I, I think, I think it's just so dumb for us to still get it and then have to experience that. But you know, it's going to be a yeah. time and time and period, a time and place where they're just going to force us. If you don't have a vaccine, you're not allowed to go to these certain areas. So. Yeah, there's going to be a point where that. The thing is, with all this, I, I don't like talking about COVID because it's such a bad vibe. Like Every time mm. we talk about this, it's like, fuck, man. Because it's usually disappointment with what's going on. And yeah. one thing was um, that there's so many there's so many narratives about this stuff. There's so many beliefs. Like, there's so many things that are true about this COVID, that this virus. And there's so many interpretations about these objective truths that are created into personal truths and these like beliefs about how we need to go about one thing. And like, there's one way, you know, everyone needs the vaccine and the game ends, you know, if we're fine, like, the game does not end there, but that I, I'm not, I'm not a virologist, but I, I can guarantee that that's probably true. What's going to happen. And then there's yeah. the other situation where it's like, just, just go out, get life, get, do life and then, you know, get it. And then life goes on. And um and those two sides of them are, like hate each other. They fucking don't want to even interact with that. So it's hard with like universities because they're kind of more like the popular, especially on the type of people that are in universities. They're more on the side of vaccining, you know, getting this done in a in a proactive way, reactive way, honestly. So it's it's really a weird situation, and like it's weird to sit back being in Wyoming. Like Wyoming is a pretty conservative state. But also, they're pretty libertarian as far as like do your thing, like wear a mask if you want. They had they they had a mandate, you know. Um, they had workers, which like people were careful. People who cared careful. Other people, you know, didn't care. But like you, you did it at your own discretion, and it didn't really fuck with anyone's vibe because there's only like, like I said, there's only like five hundred sixty thousand people in the state. You know, there's just not a lot of path crossing especially in these huge, huge like department stores and stuff. I mean, you know, there's risk always. There's always a risk at any always. point. Always. Being in college is a risk. There is, there's oh, yeah. so many ways of getting it. But, yeah. um, but with that, like the, the limited um, a, approach that is taken to this, uh, this, vac this whole situation just is, is, is just unfortunate. But I wanted to, um that's that's my thing on covid we i don't really want to dig into it more because it gets like speculative and political and it just shouldn't it be that at all it should be about people living and dealing with this and the the best way possible that um you know synthesizes science and um politics and all these other things synthesizes it doesn't just say like one reason so that's that but um that I, dude, I don't know my freshmen either. I don't know any of the first years on my team. I've I've had two, no, I've had like three Zoom calls with them, maybe four, and they speak a little bit, but like I haven't had an interaction with them. I don't know that. Like yeah, these, it's, these, it's right so weird. You can't really get to know somebody unless they're right in front of you. Exactly, and that was a big part of and also on multiple occasions too. 
Exactly. I mean, it has to be over a period of time you're getting to know a person. You don't just go like, hi, I'm Mo. I know you now. Like, no, 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 no. Exactly. You don't know who the fuck I am. Exactly. You can't get comfortable with someone like that. Totally, totally. I think um, that was a big thing my freshman year was that interaction with the seniors, the juniors, the sophomores who were just taking you in. And they weren't nice. I mean, they were. Some of them were. But, like, they weren't some meant were. to be nice. They were meant to be this is how it goes. <laughs> and like, there's a reality to that. There's trade-offs. Like in mentors. That. Yeah. They're mentors and they, they take you through it in the, the best way they, they think works. Um, did, was it the best way? Probably, I don't know. I, for I don't them, know. Maybe. maybe for them, but for me, like I could, I would do it a different way, but I've learned from that. And that's something exactly. that I think our friend, like now I'm going to meet two new classes of fr- or freshmen that, um, that I have never met, <laughs> I will not have met for, and one of them had, would have done, like had been part of the team technically for a whole year and we haven't played together, nothing. So that's going to be a really weird relationship. I mean, how has it been? Cause now you've had practices. Now you can, I mean, things are, you're still on edge, but you're still, you're still having some sort of interactions, but they're probably not garnered naturally you know you're you're kind of like oh well we're in this cohort of 14 guys and you happen to be one of the first years on my team what's your fucking name <laughs> yeah, let's just start from well, there we've actually towards the end of the year we started hanging out more like just only in courts and then switched it up and then we had our first actual team practice at the end of i think or the beginning of i uh, know the end of november so I got to know them like better towards the end of the year, like beginning for sure. Not like I didn't even, again, I couldn't even tell you half the names <laughs> and this, I think it like for me personally, I don't know about you. Like, do you, do you, would you rather take a team that is a bunch of talented guys with, with a bunch of different egos or would you take like a team full of solid players who genuinely fuck with each other? Uh, I don't know if you know, but I play soccer. <laughs> I'm yeah. always going to take the solid one, especially because, I, I mean, you exactly. know, I played multiple sports, so I had, like, different version, different personalities. But, like, soccer players, I mean, just have the most ego. I mean, there's other guys. Like, yeah. UFC guys are pretty egotistical in that they have to be because they're singular fighters. Yeah, one, but, one and one. Yeah, but a soccer player, like, there's an entitlement to – to playing time and just, and just individuality that like is earned to some extent, but you know, you're also part of another, a, a squad of players. And that's a, that I would, I totally agree with the latter. I would rather have a group of solid guys, not phenomenal, not outstanding, maybe one outstanding player, maybe two on your, on your starting squad. And then you have a bunch of guys who are efficient. They work together. They fuck with each other. That's like the goal of any good team. No good team, like especially phenomenal team. Yeah, it's totally about chemistry. It's about how you flow with one another in a way that works instead of being let me shine, let me shine, and let me shine, and let me shine. Like it's not about you. You do your thing. Do it really fucking well. But don't fuck with the vibe. Don't fuck with this energy wave that we've got going that works that we can we can figure it out. I mean, your your program is known to be successful, especially in the lacrosse community. Obviously, if you don't really follow lacrosse, it's harder to tell. But yeah. I think you're playing. I mean, you're especially you guys play against Duke, who's the number one team, I think, in UVA. And I mean, these mm. qual- you play high level lacrosse, and so you got to have you got to have class. Obviously, you got to have really good players. You got to have players who are. It's, it's more about willingness to mold to a, a energy that, that is co- cohesive. 
Exactly. And yeah. the way that we, I'd say my team does it is just like through social life and, and partying. And like, that's how we, we create our best, mo- our best memories. And that, that genuinely brings us closer. And we, us not having that in the fall, like, like that, that hurts us because like, look, a freshman asked me the other day, and was just like, like, it's Towson fun. Cause they Dude. can't, yeah, they can't even experience it. Like, I, yeah, so I was they have no them, idea. I was like, I'm like, like, I'm sorry, but like, you just like, this is just how times are. Like, you have no idea, like, how it is. Like, yeah. it's fun for sure. It's just like you're gonna get your moment once everything's all cleared out. Yeah, yeah, that that must be weird. Um, you know, and you were talking about, you know, like this false. By the way, it's 9:30 now, but are you are you good to keep going? Because I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep going. All right, but um, so then another part of this that you talked about or tapped on was, you know, you would ask your coaches questions about the future, about like the future of your circumstance or the future of, you know, scheduling teams, whatever, testing. Yeah. And they had no answers for you. And, they, and you're saying like, you, you kind of doubted leadership. And, um, and that reminded me, you know, like having a fresh, a, a freshman's, uh, you know, class. And how big is your team, by the way? We have like 55 guys. All right. That's a lot of players. I mean, if you, yeah, a quarter a of, of that is freshmen that, and that's a substantial number right there. Um, yeah, but, yeah. And, uh, but so with like an interesting, I mean, and we were talking about before about that book power and, and all these, these uh, understanding um, how to, you know, invoke power, how to influence power, how to gain power. And, and then also, you know, steps, standards um, that you have to uphold. We haven't, I mean, I haven't covered that, but like that was kind of what the book's about, right? In, in, yes, in, it is. in premise. In all um, type of situations. Oh, like yeah, yeah, in all realistic situations. Yeah. Oh. And um, so I don't know how to frame this question, but with regards to <clears throat> the lacrosse team, since we're on the top of the lacrosse team, but honestly, just in life, because I mean, I guess the biggest thing that you're uh, amongst a hierarchy in the higher end of it, because you, you play a substantial amount and you're, you're a junior now. And so you have, you have a lot of experience in this squad and, um, and you probably have a, a voice in this and in what goes on do you see um like how do you see your leadership a bit not abilities but like the status of yourself how do you see that and what do you do with that (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) so right now uh i see like my leadership i wouldn't say pretty high but like me personally like i like to chat you know that (laughs) and (laughs) i do i do make some immature decisions sometimes but I see myself being a leader best at what I do instead of on what I say, just because like some some of my reactions, like I, I've definitely matured over the years, like just as a person. Cause when I was younger, like I just I had I had anger anger issues. Like I just would not like to lose and I'd do the absolute mm-hmm. most to win. I feel and same. Even, yeah, man, even in some situations where I'd be playing with my friends' brothers, like they they would just get mad and end up like fighting me just because of it, because I uh, <laughs> It's like oh my god, or, or just like just word fighting and, and mm-hmm. just going back talking a lot of like, trash. Yeah, just because I was just that passionate, and then they would end up throwing a ball in my face or something like that. But me, I've used that to just like kind of build builds up anger in the game and just like try and like make make smarter plays. Like <laughs> try and use instead of me just going all out, tire myself out. Use it using some certain situations where catching teams lacking where I can I can call the turnover and end up just like you know putting putting my team in a better place to win 
Yeah, that's a I good. Just, go ahead. You know, that's just like it, it helped me not only in sports, but just like in general. Yeah, not that's something like that applies. Life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not. It's not like goes back to work harder, not smarter. You know, you or work smarter, not harder. It's uh, <laughs> in that in that you um, you know, you, like you were just saying about your game. Uh, you you want to you want to read the game. You want to you don't want to just go all out for uh, like your shift. You want to be able to actually do something for and have that effect last rather than, you know, going all out for one play and then you're kind of exhausted after that play. And then, and then you obviously, um, you acknowledge that there are flaws in that situation and and, and in your personality, like we all have flaws. We're human beings. It's the beauty of us is that we have shit, but we have like coolness. (laughs) We have these like positive elements of us. Um, And something that you, I, I wanted to talk about, I thought about talking about this a while ago, like when we first talked about having this podcast was um, mm. talking about Landon, like, and, and cause that's why I knew you, uh, the Landon days mm. and you, and you brought this up about, you know, you had, um, you had anger issues. I didn't see it as anger issues personally, but I, again, like I didn't live your life. I don't, I don't know your experience. And as far mm. as how you treated that, but one thing that I definitely agree with, you were a passionate guy. You know, some guy, someone, especially I remember like I had class, a lot of classes with you and uh, cause I never played sports with you. Cause you played football, I played soccer. You, um, yeah, I guess you did strength in the winter I did hockey yeah, and then yeah, lacrosse yeah, and I did lacrosse. rugby. So, so it was, it was, I think I did like fifth grade lacrosse with you. Other than that, like never played a sport, you know, with yeah. you. Um, and one thing, yeah, but like outside of that, I mean, seeing academically, just in social and stuff, you were someone like if someone talked trash, even if it was an absolute blatant lie, you know, they would say something about your forehead, call you out on any physical feature. They call out your personality, something you do, your, your clothes, anything that like, could. that's what we guys did to each other. We talked a lot of shit. Um, uh, it wasn't like, a tri- <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. Not how it is. Uh, and that, I mean, how it is, how I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece this together, but, um, the you were not defense and there's there's hard to like because it didn't trigger you you didn't fight them every time but you yeah. would you would talk back you were energetic you'd gain a lot of energy and then there, would, there were mm. moments where i like i treated the thought of it as uh being over it all the time you were always mm. like man fuck this <laughs> like and then <laughs> it was kind of like God, i don't want to do this today i don't want to deal with your bullshit and then yeah. there was like one thing where it just kind of flipped the switch and went you fuck you <laughs> i mean it wasn't necessarily yeah. that but it was like you're a bitch ass like better shut up or whatever but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like a confrontational thing either it was more like don't mess with my energy i have my thing you know let me stick with it and um and that, that it's, actually, a- it's actually real funny though that you mentioned that because um so i i watched like an interview of you know eric andres yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he just came out with, yeah, he, i'm sure you've seen hilarious so like he uh, in the um, interview, they just like people always come up to him and expect him to do something crazy. Yeah, and he was just like, it's real funny because like I'm just like a, a chill guy when I'm not on the scene or anything, and they always expect me to do something. It's kind of like I-, I would say it's in that scenario. Like someone's someone's expecting a reaction at all times, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood or just like I'm I'm chilling. I'm in a good vibe where I don't even want to say anything. Yeah. So it's kind of just like you can't. You can't expect the same person 24 hours a day. 
uh, like 20, um, fucking 365. Like they're gonna be changing up, switching up. Yeah, no one. People are not one dimensional. So that's that's a crazy yeah. thing with like celebrities. They they, you know, you'll meet someone who's known for a certain act or characteristic, and then you're like, do the thing. Like no, <laughs> I don't, yeah. just like do or you're the this guy. You know, you're the guy who does the act. You know, you're the guy who reacts to this crazy shit, or you're the guy who can lift things or whatever it is. And um, that's something I appreciated about you was like, I knew that you're a cool guy and I know you're funny and I know you're active. I know you're athletic. I know you were smart. I know you had all these things, but like yeah. it was also, cause I, I, I would occasionally like fuck with you. I mean, we all fucked with each other in middle school, yeah. high school. Like it was just, that was an old boy school. Totally it was fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, but it was more like watching it go down with you. And, um, and I'm, and it's interesting seeing that, like, I mean, it was kind of, inst- it was kind of seen and then it was kind of expected from you, you know, I, I don't know if yeah. you think of it like that, but you know, whenever I, I think like the last real times that I saw it the most, obviously sometimes in the senior lounge, but really it was Mr. Callahan's class. So that fucking class was, it was our senior calculus, right? South calculus bunch, class. Yeah, cal- and it was just a bunch of goons. <laughs> it was guys mm. who were like, well, the first row was pretty quiet. You know, there's like BMAC would turn around. And then you got my, like me. And, and there was like Drew, Alan, Los, like it was just groups. And then there was like the back row of like the more vocal, vocal and less <laughs> interactive with the actual math, but like talking about shit with people. And, and then you yeah. hear like Drew would say some shit to you, or I'd say, or like anyone would, I mean, honestly, I didn't, didn't really do it much, but like, yeah you know, someone would trash talk someone in the back or they'd talk forward or then, but someone would go after you pretty much every day. And, and it was always expected. And I, it was not, I never thought of it like this, but I'm just kind of formulating this thought is that it was always expected that you were going to do, say something that was like edgy, not in, in that, like, you're going to say something aggressive, you know, I'm going to kill your fam. Like, no, you're going to say, you're going to just react in a way that, that is probably not the right moment to do. You know, we're, we're in, a, yeah. in a class. We're just like trying to get through the 45 minutes and then move on with our lives. But like, it was kind of expected that you just didn't care. Is That's mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, I got to say, I doubt that that was the case. You cared. I mean, clearly there was something um, there that was wor- like, you would definitely not react every time, but something, something like you were invoked or provoked all the time. Um, yeah. Have you seen that? Sorry, that was a long, long explanation of my trying to formulate this thought. But it was that like you because you're now I mean, you're 21 years old. You're uh, you're in college. You're a third year in your college. Um, I mean, after the next year, you know, you're in the real world now. Um, And I again, I don't I didn't see it as anger manage anger issues. But obviously that that is is, um, your much of a high school thing. It was more of a like when I was in elementary school. In, yeah. In I mean, honestly, at Landon, like early on, it was much more, that's I think why like high school was kind of thought like you were going to be like that. And occasionally yeah. you would react like that, but it was rare. It was not, it was not like every day or every week we expected the Mo that was just going to blow up over, you know, calling his, his hairline like shitty. Like, it, was, it was, you were, you were at that point, like self-aware enough. He's, I don't give a fuck. Sometimes though, it just, it's people have bad days. We have bad days and sometimes yeah, you're just not having it that day and you want to you're willing to have a go um but how have you seen 
because I'm I I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it, but I you I don't know if you've had therapy, but if you haven't, how have you dealt with that in that sense of like, because I mean, it doesn't seem like it's something that has driven your life to be this way. Like you haven't gone down this path of becoming an over emotional reactive person. I mean, you're, in, you're, you're a pretty well established uh, person in, in your fields. So how mm. have you seen that change and what have you done to make that change? So I'm a firm believer of just, you know, learning through your own experiences and stuff. And just like, I just thought about it. I'm just like, I was maturing, like, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, sometimes I enjoyed it, sometimes I didn't. And when I didn't want to talk, like, I just, I would just do some. I, so in the book that I told you about, The Slight yeah. Age, it was like 90% um, of the stuff that you've been successful at, you've already known it with, like, how to do it you just don't do it consistently so it was all about consistency and stuff like that and like that's exactly what it was it was just like i know how to like to stop these comments i know that if i don't want to blow up if i don't want somebody to say something that i don't have to react to it i, I could just either say something quick and slick yeah so yeah hmm. i mean i guess that is the the, the thing of betraying it was i guess i i didn't think about that enough because like yeah it is really just about reframing your life to go yeah i didn't need to say that shit or you know there was that you look back on the times that you have made mistakes or made um uh, or made you know not mistakes but you know positives i can't think of the word but um you completed a, a goal and um something you were saying about oh the consistency element i mean you implied that or you apply that by reading you said you read 10 pages a day in the morning so um or ideally in, you try to yeah in the slight edge one of the things it was telling me to do the so uh, back to the consistency thing like, like like you just said in the book they they kept having certain points that they would say every other chapter and it wasn't even like what they were referring back to it was just like yeah, like you gotta do this so it would just stick in your mind better. It's just like how mentally tough you are and stuff. Yeah. Could you so, um what? hold on? Could you put your head or your hoodie a little farther down? I think it's cutting off the sound. It's like blurring off the sound. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There you go. All right. So uh, the book was talking about consistency and one of like the biggest things of consistency was like training your brain mentally, and the best workout for your brain is reading. And I was just For like, sure. if I can read on social media all these times, well, why can't I read a book that's going to help? It said to go read a book that's going to help you every day with your daily habits and stuff to make you a better person. Totally. So I was like, why, why stop and wait for when I'm done with school that when I can do it? And they're just saying 10 pages every single day is um, like, <laughs> it's going to total up in the future. And you can yeah. see that just like money. But this is something that's on you right now that you're going to have for the rest of your life. So you, there's no no reason to um to waste your waste your time and, and get dumber or not get dumber just stay the same when you can get smarter every day by reading a page learning new quotes learning new techniques and and just like consistent like so i what i did i i decided to put 10 pages every day i decided to wake up and do 20, 40 50 push-ups every day and then i do like 50 curls every day I do it in the morning just because it wakes me up. Yeah. Not only like I could think about the quote or not even the quote, the 10 pages of the short story that I read in the book every single day. So like, yeah. I know some people read right before they go to sleep. I don't know if you'll end up seeing like some of the 
whatever you read about in your dreams, but like it's just like cool because so one of the chapters in the 48 Laws of Powers is concealing your intentions. And like this one hit hard for me because like when, like I just know a lot of quiet people and I just sat there and while I was at practice, I was like I noticed some quiet kids and just was looking at their like what they were doing and and, and just like stuff that they were gonna do to help them in practice and stuff. So it it was just like weird to see like how this book already hit, already hit me in my life in less than yeah thirty minutes of me reading it, and I was like wow like like this is some real shit like I need I need to do this all all the time and yeah stuff like that. That's that's an interesting thing because we talked about it a little bit before the podcast. Like the big thing about books, especially like when they resonate with you, it's a big like oh shit moment where you go. It, it kind of it like um, I'm reading this book, um, Talking to Strangers right now by Malcolm Gladwell. Really good book. It's about how we suck at talking to strangers and reading people where we don't know. That's kind of the yeah. whole thing, um, which has kind of had like a good influence on, on trying to talk to people. Like I haven't talked to you in so long, but obviously I've known you for so long. So there is the comfort level of being able to to just be open with you. But like exactly. I don't know what you've done. I mean, obviously we're talking about it, but like, I haven't known that much about what you've done, obviously with, with like the last, I mean, I've seen you two, some, two but years. yeah, two years, two, three years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this book, the slide, edge, I'm probably going to read this now. I'm going to, I'm going to add into this yeah, list. It sounds, sure. um, it sounds really interesting in that this idea of consistency is one of these things that I've been trying to figure out personally like a philosophy of life you know what is like a motto that just fits everything and honestly i don't think there is a single motto um that that functions to to do um to do uh to apply every day but i think like mine was like has been everything good comes in moderation and it's starting to form more and more you were talking about how um you know, for example, the accumulative uh, effect of reading 10 days, 10 pages a, a day, you know, it's not a lot of, it's not, that doesn't take very long. It might take you 10 minutes, five minutes, if you're a fast reader, 15 minutes, if you're a slow reader, but yeah. you are getting the, that done. And then it's like, um, well, let me refer to this analogy. I listened to, I don't know. I, I was just talking about it with someone um, earlier about and I've mentioned it I haven't mentioned it on the podcast I think but it was about the idea of like um it's the same thing with working out as well you know we have this exactly. idea of philosophy in the US I keep using philosophy but we have a way of going about things a method <laughs> that is work your ass off and then rest rather than um I guess we'll go back like just a simple one you if I held a gun to your head you and let's say your max pull-ups was 10 you sit with that. Um, so five is not hard, but not impossible. I mean, not easy, but not hard either. It's, it's something you can just get done and you're, you're not, you're not, you're breathing heavy, but you're not like, Oh, that was so hard. And you're not sore the next day, anything like that. Um, in the United States, it's a common workout idea that it is to push yourself for, you know, two to three times a week and then rest for those other times or do something else. And um, I found out through a UFC guy who was talking about this on a podcast that you, um, his, his thing, and a lot of countries do this, Russia and Cuba with their boxers and wrestlers also, they talk about um, the, the pull-up thing. You do, rather than doing 10 pull-ups, 
two days a week, three days a week, you're doing 20 to 30 pull-ups a week. If you do five pull-ups a day for seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, or even take off two weeks, you take two weeks off, you do 50 weeks a year. That's like, what is that? Uh, 17, uh, what is that? 1,750 pull-ups or something. I can't remember if that's right. It's a lot of fucking pull-ups. It accumulates over a lot more than if you over do a lot of time. Exactly. Th- those five, let's say you do 30 pull-ups a week with the 10. So three days a week that the five plus five plus five plus five for 50 weeks straight, it's going to be way more 50 times more than you're doing with this, this condensed uh, harder pressure. And if you do, let's say also there's this idea of like working as hard as you can for seven days a week. Um, there's that element that, your hardest is not going to be the same the next day. Let's say you work 100%. You work on Monday. Tuesday, your 100% from Monday is lower. Or your 100% on Tuesday is probably 90% of what or 80% of, of what Monday was. Wednesday is even lower. And, it, and, it, it, and then maybe it builds back up because of, of uh, you know, you get used to it. But it's, it's like a much more deteriorating experience to the to a person and to that when you're tearing your body down. So even when it comes down to exercising, mental exercising, um, and any, anything in between of communication exercises with, with regards to, um, you know, how you were talking about your, uh, well, with consistency in this book, but also in, um, in the class you're taking with how you, uh, you have these like efficient sentences that you want to have that you can just be able to, to, um, speak and touch all bases exactly exactly so um i think that's that's an interesting uh that's an interesting point that that the book has i mean clearly illuminated for you and i think um that's something that applies oh that was what i was saying before like the life philosophy like everything good comes in moderation i think that's good but moderation can be like it's like a very fluid thing you know You, you can do something too much that's a possibility. You could do something too little. Moderation is hard to find. And it seems like consistency is an element of that though. You know, if you're, if you're doing something consistently at at 75%, that's better than doing something occasionally at a hundred percent. It's the same thing with exercising. Like I just said, if you read a hundred pages of a book and then don't read for three weeks, that doesn't do anything. (laughs) That doesn't help you. If you read 10 pages a day for three weeks, you just write 210 pages. So you're, you're already ahead exactly. by, you're almost double the time. So, um, yeah. They, they for- give us a scenario in the book too. It was, I'll ask you right now, would you rather take a million dollars or would you rather take a penny that multiplies every single day? So like you get one, then you get two, then you get three, or are you saying no, one, then, then two, then four, then six, then eight, and it builds up? Yeah, and it builds um, up. I don't know how long I live. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think I think generally that like I thought about this a lot actually because like think about winning the million the the uh, the fucking lottery for example. People talk about that, but like 65 or I think there's like 75 or 65 percent of people who win the lottery blow that money off like all of it. They lose all of same it. Same thing with same thing with athletes. Exactly. It happens a lot. Yeah, with everyone who makes money way too quickly, they tend to fuck it all up because ego gets in the way. A lot of things get in the way. Emotion pride the fact that you just have family everything too. you want hmm? yeah it's a family too you know, family you know, has an influence everyone has an influence everyone's even at, yeah 
someone's asking to help them out or just like, oh, like, totally. you, you right there like this whole time. Or your friends, you know, the hometown friends or the, the anyone, anyone who is not was at anything that could go wrong. Can, actually, no, anything that has an influence on this can make it a bad thing. So mm-hmm. in reality, I would rather get the penny uh, multiplying because I think that would teach me a lot of shit about life and a lot of humility. But then again, like knowing that I could be a dipshit, I want to see what it's always like the idea of having a million dollars and then doing what you will with it. But honestly, I think, I think most people who have any sense of humility and can actually um, rationally understand themselves and know that, you know, if something goes right, you know, for example, if someone shit talked to you on the wrong day, something hits the spot correctly, everything changes that like the path changes totally differently. Maybe like most part, you know, if you, if you got $10 today and you got $10 for 50 years, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's probably going to, you're going to learn a lot more and you're going to actually be able to do what you will with building up that money because you can probably, you know, build a business, uh, whatever you can do. Obviously $10 is not the standard amount of what I'm talking about, but I think I t- I've over explained this, but basically I agree that it's probably the, uh, the penny multiplying because I think it's a consistent thing. It's a gradual thing and you get a lot more out of it. It's exactly what it is. So like you, you already hit the answer, like right on the dot, because within that one month, the penny already reaches a million dollars. And in the scenario, they gave it with two brothers whose dad just died and they gave him that option. And one brother chose the $1 million. Yeah. And then the other one chose the penny and the one who chose the $1 million, like he invested or something. And in that investment, he ended up losing a lot of money because it, it was a whole process because he paid like people to, to, to tell him who to invest in. And all that, so he had to pay for the fee and stuff. So he actually ended up like having like two hundred thousand, and his money didn't build up like well. But why to towards the other guy? Like he ended up getting more than a million dollars within a month just from it, just from it like constantly coming up and and up. And they're just saying exactly the point you use, like consistency and and thinking about what you're doing gradually in the future, but not to live in the future, but just to just to have it there. Have a goal. Yeah, exactly. Goals. End, yeah. Yeah, and then in the end is a much better thing than just thinking on the spot right there and thinking the present. Facts. Facts. I want to say one more thing about because I know we're kind of over their time, unless you're you're good to keep going, oh, but shit. it's it's nine fifty five probably. Uh yeah, it's nine fifty two. Okay, um how how long is the question gonna be? Sorry? How long is the question? Oh, it's just a quick, it was, oh no, it's not a question. I was just going to say something about this. Like your analogy that you just talked about that, that story, that's a biblical story. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but it's this idea that uh, a father asked his sons, he has two sons and he asked the older one. I think it's like the older one or the younger one, one of the other, he gives them, you know, the riches and he goes and spends it all. Um, and he comes back in despair and it, it's a different version of the same concept of like two yeah, sons, same exact. same exact kind of thing. And the younger son stays with his father. And um, I can't remember the story off the top of my head right now, but it's a, it's a really interesting story that has existed. I mean, in the Bible, it's over a thousand years old. So that's an interesting thing you bring up that um, they're applying a modern, realistic 
version of something that was written in a scripture that was trying to talk about God, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. explaining, explaining our morality. So, um, man, this was a lot of fun. I wish we could go longer, but um, I'm glad, I'm glad we got to do this, you know, it's, and it was great talking to you, man. I'm, I'm glad we got, we got to finally talk. It's, it's glad to catch up with you, man. It was good. It was yeah. good to, to you. see you. So You're doing big things out there in Wyoming. Yes, sir. Trying my best. But um, exactly. so, yeah, uh, good luck with the season, man. I sorry about the loss yesterday. That was unfortunate. I, I didn't get to watch, but I, uh, I saw. But you know what? They they're bigger and better things, man. Consistency. So we got to work exactly. on, you know. Um, all right. Bye, everyone.